for the touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Okay, so it's our anniversary. Is there a good anniversary like pop song? There literally is not, except for the one by Tony, Tony, Tony that I just bastardized. Okay, because uh, yeah, the only thing that came from it was like in the club, bottled full of bub, something <laughs> else happens, it's your birthday. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, right. The, yes, yes, that would be in the club. By, yeah, I don't know. Is it is it is it fifty cent? It's fifty cent. Okay, that's good. Okay, we got that. So, it is Hillary and I's and Manic Movie Mondays one year anniversary. That means season two is going to be starting soon, and we wanted to come on and do a whole like Q and A and read some of our reviews and uh, just talk about. Talk about the people that have really helped us with this whole podcasting thing and give some shout outs to some podcasts that really deserve it. So that is what we're going to do. So, Hillary, you have some questions. Yes. One of the questions that I really wanted the answer to was what would be your dream podcast that you could have with any cast? Oh, oh, that's easy. Gravy. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. See, I really expected you to take a little bit longer to answer that question, but you are on it. Yeah, no. Okay. Oh, that's, I mean, originally my dream was to have that out of the dark reunion and that happened, right. which is amazing and will be dropping soon. Uh, actually, in fact, it's dropping before this episode. So it will be out very soon. And um, and that came true. And my other dream was honestly to get everybody together from Gravy and fucking interview them about how awesome that movie is. Okay. Well, I make it. Okay. Same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, if only. Okay. So same question. Um, If I could do... And I, it would really, I like, I hate to be so like traditional and like in the box, but if I could do like the original Halloween, like, oh, wow. I like, I mean, if we're going to do the Dreamcast shoot for the stars, like to me, that was the horror movie I, I just believe is perfect. I, you know, and it's so like, I feel like everyone in the world loves that horror movie so I don't think I'm blowing anyone's mind with what I'm saying right now but just like the the way of the camera angles and that Michael's in like almost every shot but he's in the background or he's in a window and just the creepy factor and you know I I think it I would love to absolutely like talk to Jamie Lee and Mr. Carpenter and, you know, like just the gods of horror in my opinion. So, okay. That's a, that's a really good answer. Actually, that's probably, that's probably like an answer that like a professional podcaster would give. (laughs) But as I am clearly, clearly very professional, but yeah, no, I really thought about it and I was just like, who, who would it be? And yeah, no, it would, cause that was really, I would be 
so interested in every single thing that they said. There wouldn't be any glazed over eyes, which I have a tendency to do sometimes when <laughs> I stop listening. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, my God. All right. So Hillary said Halloween and I said gravy. Um, and... Okay, so the question we get a lot of is how did Triple M start? How did Manic Movie Monday come to be? And um, so Manic Movie Monday was created. Uh, I I happen to suffer from a very specific mental illness uh, referred to as manic depression. And while I was manic, <laughs> <laughs> like the really, best ideas happen. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true story. I was going through a manic episode and I was like, I want to start a podcast and I want to start a podcast that, that celebrates B movies. That was really what started it. It started out as that. And it started out as listening to other podcasts that were really like just dicky about, about movies in general. They were just like, you know, fuck hard bodies and whatever. So then I wanted to do that. So my friend Ron suggested we start a podcast and I ended up losing my job during the pandemic and while I was on leave unpaid, by the way, um, Ron got in touch with me and said, Hey, maybe this is a good time to start the podcast. And then at some point, Ron took a backseat to producer and does a lot of our art direction and a lot of our posters and things like that. And then I got my friend Hillary to come on for basket case and that was pretty much uh, it. And it just solidified everything and everyone loves the episodes with me and Hillary and, and it just, Hillary became my podcasting partner and it seemed, it was seamless. Really? <clears throat> it's an effortless process to record with you. It really Aww. is. Oh, don't make me a girl on this show. I'm I'm trying to bring the hard energy, that big dick energy. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> but no, it's true. I mean, I I after Basket Case was so fucking good and you were so great on it and you had so many great moments. I was like, this is it. This is what I want. Oh, I'm so grateful that you asked me. I remember when you said you were doing a podcast. I was like, that's cool. I'm obviously going to be listening and supporting and loving that. And then when you were just like, hey, you want to come on? I was like, yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? And you were just like, okay, let's do Basket Case. And I was like, oh my, what a phenomenal coming out of the box. Because I remember when New York was like that. Oh, God, like such. Oh, the nostalgia of drunk-filled pimp city, New York. <laughs> Hen and Lauders, New York. Yeah. yeah, so that's actually a really great episode to check out if you want to if you if you want to see Hillary and I's first uh, first go around as far as the podcasting is concerned. That was our first episode together, Basket Case, and that pretty much solidified that I wanted to have her on all the time. So, um, okay, your turn. Okay, so I wanted to know. Like, what's the last movie that actually scared you? Session nine. Oh wow! Quick, you 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 are on it. There is no hesitation. Like, people are gonna think I gave you these questions <laughs> before I showed up here. 
But absolutely not. Like, you just... You are so the brains of the operation. It blows my mind every time. You don't have to think about your answers. You just know stuff. So, so, so yes. Session 9. <laughs> session 9 was a movie that was introduced to me on a 50 greatest horror films you've never seen documentary that was on Tubi. Shout out to Tubi. Shout out Tubi. Love Tubi. Seriously. We wouldn't have a show without Tubi, truthfully. Um, and, and, I, and I saw them talk about it and I thought, well, this is very strange. It's an all-male cast, which didn't interest me. Uh, and it was asbestos uh workers and but then i knew that it took place in a sanitarium which i'm obviously giving my mental health background and been completely fascinated by and decided that i was gonna watch it and was just fucking floored by the idea that a person who has been beaten down by a lack of sleep could somehow invite in a demon basically to possess them to kill you know spoiler alert by the way their entire family including the dog which was very sad but um thankfully all that shit happens off off camera but it was really just it 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 actually brought up a lot of like things for like addiction for me is you know this idea that you know this demon lives in the weak and the wounded Right. And it's like that idea of, you know, what we always hear in meetings. It's like hungry, angry, lonely, tired, you know, (laughs) and here's this guy and he's all of them. Right. And uh, and it allows this demon to come in and just fucking fuck up his life. And then what's interesting is that if you watch it a second time, knowing what you know, it's a totally different movie. And it's actually more disturbing because you know that he's done this and he's carrying on like his like life is totally normal. Okay. I I just, I love that your answers are always on point, so quick, so clear. I love that you are a true fan. And like, like you just, you know what you like, you know what you don't, and you are just so authentic with it. And that's what makes really recording these like so easy. Because I really don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? You are so the brains of, of what we bring to the table if we're gonna you know say we're bring stuff bringing shit to the table yeah Yeah. but yeah you seriously do like all the heavy lifting and i just love i just love you i do well you just make it you make it really easy too because it's like i actually you make me want to do the the factoids and the trivia and the work because you actually appreciate it you know, you're not like coming in and taking the piss out of it. You just like come in, you bring your flavor, you bring your comedy, <laughs> right? <laughs> you bring your form of spice, but you do. You bring your sense of humor, your intelligence, and your also passion for horror films, which we're going to get to in a second because uh, one of our fans, Capers, actually asked a bunch of questions about Hillary, which is really great. <laughs> so so we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be talking about that in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just your passion for horror kind of ignited this whole thing and made it something that it couldn't, it couldn't have been without you. Aww. Yeah, right. We're it's our love fest. All of this. All this honest, right? Okay, question. How did you and Hillary meet? Okay, do you remember where we met? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. I remember us meeting in the parking lot of the place, I want 
to say? Yeah, it was the yeah. place. Yeah. Yep. And I want to say it was after an H and I meeting. Yes, it was. Yep. And you were sitting on a car. Man, you do have a good memory. I totally thought I was gonna have to like tell you where we met, but <laughs> nope. And I had my social distortion hoodie on. And that is why I went to talk to you because <laughs> I knew you weren't sitting there being like, you know, you weren't like going to be like an aspiring rapper. Yeah. No, no, that wasn't uh, my story. I could be, though. Just FYI. I could if I wanted to. We all heard me do fitty pretty much beat for beat. I got bars. Um so yeah no and i had a social distortion hoodie on and we started to i don't know really what we talked about it was it it had to have been it was either music or movies obviously yeah yeah and then i just remember like literally i remember that i remember meeting you and then i think we just kind of started hanging out and then we really started talking about movies and i just used to come over yeah because i was like not homeless but also homeless ish yeah it was homeless adjacent yeah we were we were unhoused but not outside it was i was in a transitional period of my life and i think did i help you move into your first apartment not your first apartment obviously but like your first apartment in recovery um i think you helped me get stuff for the like I moved in and somebody gave me a chair because all I had was a garbage bag full of clothes. That's right. Right. So and then somebody gave me a chair and two guys moved it into my apartment that was the size of a queen size bed. And I moved that. They moved this chair out for me like 18 times. I'm just like, would you like it here? Would you like it by the one window? Would you like to see outside? better like this or yeah. better like this? Right. It was just and like everybody was just such a beast. And then I remember I feel like you took me then where you were just like, OK, well, we need to get you like at least a, a fork, you know, like, yeah. yeah, very. I do remember that. Yeah. And just like going out and acquiring things that people need to live once they are in a house, which I hadn't been living like, you know, I was yeah. street light animal living. street street Hillary. Yeah. Street Hillary is a wild feral animal. She's. It's it is something. No, we can all laugh. No, we're all laughing. We're all laughing because Hillary used to carry a brick in her purse. That's that's street Hillary. Yeah, I a brick in my purse and two knives on my hip because I have two hands. I never understood why people only had one knife. I was just like, so what's the left one doing? Like while you're just knife fighting out with your one dominant hand, what's Lefty Lucy doing over there? (laughs) Behind your back. Become a fucking weapon. Live right. Love it. <laughs> so perfect. Okay. All right. So your next question. So then one, somebody asked me, they were like, so what is one of your most favorite memories of our friendship? Oh, that's so good. Oh, what's what? What's like favorite memory? Yeah. Oh, oh God. That's like asking me to choose between my children. If I ever had any. Well, I can tell you mine <laughs> while you think of one and I'll oh, give you totally. a credit. Okay. Yeah. No, Cause no, when no. I was asked, I, I totally remember this. Right. So I was learning how to date. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah this will give you some insight into both of our dating lives yeah so i you know i didn't know how to date i would normally just like meet a guy we'd 
bang it out and then if it was good we would continue to hang out we would just be together that's hillary's dating history so i started like figuring out how to date and i was online you know and some guy asked me to go to some like bdsm like sex swingers club and i was yes, like yes the, the swingers club in ybor city yeah and i was just like okay i'd love to go <laughs> first date yeah this totally seems completely normal yeah this is what people do i get because i don't go to bars anymore you know i'm not going out to have a drink like so yeah no let's go to the bdsm uh sex dungeon over in uh tampa i love this for me and i told you about it you were like wait just wait one second (laughs) can you reel that back in for me and then i told you all about it and it was literally like the phone like the conversation stopped for a minute there were no like texty bubbles and i was just like oh she must be on board she must love this for me as well and then you came back with like a fyi your date uh has multiple restraining orders against him is known to be a stalker and uh you really might want to think twice about going. It wasn't like a, you're not fucking going, you psycho. It was a very kind, considerate of like, you really might want to rethink this of, this is who you're thinking about meeting for the first time in hour away. You don't have a car. You don't have like a good way to get home or get out. You're meeting him at a sex dungeon. And he is like a violent man. So just food for thought. If you just want to mull that over. Right. Like, (laughs) okay, so pump the brakes for a second because you need to not go on this date. Because this guy is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, I think I, I think I literally put her on hold and was and was googling his background as we were talking. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't know how to really like search people or whatever and i don't even know how you found him but yeah you just came back with this slew of information and i was just like okay so yeah i probably shouldn't go to the sex club with a man on the first date that hits women yeah oh okay all right so yeah no i'm not i'm not gonna do that (laughs) and i didn't and i'm still alive yeah Mm -hmm. Because Hillary's awesome. That's, uh, but she is. She is still alive. That's always really, really great. But not a ghost. she's not a ghost. <laughs> this is not ghost Hillary. So, um, I think my favorite memory of you was, um, the the night that my dad died. You got everyone together, and you said, "Okay, what do you need? What do you want? Do you want to go to a meeting? Do you want to go watch movies? Do you want to whatever?" And uh you know you got I said I I said I want to go to the candlelight meeting and I want everyone in their pajamas I don't know where the fuck that came from almost as if I wanted to have some kind of slumber party at an NA meeting which could very well have been and um and you got everybody together to put their pajamas on and come and basically rally around me and yes that's my favorite memory of you oh that's such a better memory than no it's not yours (laughs) No, it's not. Yeah. No, because yours is funny yeah. and interesting, and mine is just like, Meh. no, yours is like really sweet and beautiful. It is hard to top first date at, at the oh, BDSM yeah, sex really? club. Really? Yeah. Okay. What is, okay, here we go. I got, so what is your horror B movie background? And this is a, also, Capers asked sort of a similar question. So let's see. Capers said, 
how'd you get started loving horror as much as you do? Um, and then it was funny because it was like, I, as a new found super fan of Hillary, I'm curious as to how she got her big break. When did you decide it was starting to start a podcast and introduce all of us to movies we didn't know existed? Um, I like this guy. I know. Capers is great. Capers listens to every single episode. Actually, Capers researches the movie as far as where it's located, watches it, then listens to our episode, then messages me at work. Oh, wow. You you are super fan. Yeah. Shout yeah. Out Capers. Capers. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this, co- yeah. So this all coincides with my question, which is what is your horror B-movie background? And- I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but I want to know, like, yeah, like, where did it start? Did it start with your dad? Did it start with, like, a sibling? Did it start, did you do it on your own? So I found hor- the first horror movie I can remember seeing was Nightmare on Elm Street when I was much too young to watch it. And my sister, we had a basement in my house, right? Because I had Jersey, so there's basements. So my sister was downstairs making out with her boyfriend on the couch in the basement. And I like snuck downstairs and was behind the couch. I know that sounds really yeah, fucking right. weird. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it doesn't. But yeah, like, no. so I'm laying behind the couch and I'm really just watching the TV and Nightmare on Elm Street is happening. And I'm scared to death laying on the floor of the basement in the dark, you know, listening to my sister make out with Billy. That was really his name. And then, like, having to sneak back out in the dark house, go into my room, and just lay in my bed and just go, okay, so Freddy's real, right? Obviously, that's fact. So, what I need to do is figure out why he would not kill me. And it was, like, a logical approach to a dream master and i was like one i don't live on elm street let's just we're gonna start right there right because it really is almost uh situational and geographical with freddie yeah so that's number one i do not live on elm street nor are you an elm street child yep none none of that is real for me but let's just say he decides he's going to come to monmouth county new jersey and he's gonna start you know, going around the different streets, you know, what are the chances that he's going to pick me, my house to come and get me? Like, it was really like a, you're not that important, Hillary, go to fucking bed. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'll buy that. And then I woke up in the morning and I was like, see, I'm not that fucking important. (laughs) (laughs) He did not murder me and it was solidified. And so that was the first horror. And then my dad would never let me get horror because he thought that I would be up all night and be a jerk. So it was really a while until I used to get grounded all the time. (laughs) And I found USA up all night. Oh, that's where it started. Oh, that's where it totally started. Because I was, you know, I was grounded all the time. I was, you know, fighting or I was caught smoking weed or, you know, I got kicked out of another high school. And like, and it was like, I feel like I lived in my room a lot. So I had a TV. They didn't take that. It was just like, be, just be in the house, be in your room. So we know that you are still alive. And I found USA up all night with Rhonda or Gilbert. We're on a first name basis. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would just fall in love. It's where I first saw reform school girls, zombie chicks from zombie, biker chicks from Chopper. Chopper chicks from zombie town. Yes. Like 
all of the I decided that's where I was just like I want to go to prison because I want to be in Wendy's gang and you know I'm going to be a biker because we're gonna go fight these zombies and this looks like a cool sisterhood of biker like I literally kind of based the rest of my life off USA up all night now looking back on it because I did go to prison I did join a biker gang I did all these <laughs> thanks Rhonda Shear I feel like you owe me some therapy money but and yeah, it just went from there. Yeah, she makes bras now. Does she really? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally serious. She's a clothing designer, and she makes bras for big-breasted women and um, exercise wear, I think, and maybe sleepwear. Oh, good for her. I, I actually need a new bra. This yeah. I know, right? Nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Rhonda Shear. Shout out to Rhonda Shear and her bra-making abilities. All right, that's, is that you or me? Oh, I have to answer the question. (laughs) Okay. Did I talk too much? No. My background with horror. Um, I grew up watching a a local Florida show called Dr. Paul Bearer uh, Saturday Afternoon. And it was this guy whose name was Dr. Paul Bearer. And he would have uh, different horror films on. It was usually... If memory serves me correctly, it was one horror film and then Lynn Austin, who was the Hooters waitress who became a Playboy Playmate, she would come on and do the Hooters more than a movie, which would be the very first time I saw Hard Bodies. Uh, So that's what that started. And then uh, when I got older, it was, and by older, I mean like preteen, teenage, like probably 13 that's when I discovered USA Up All Night. And okay. yes, USA Up All Night kind of solidified any any B-movie, any horror movie. Uh, USA also had this really awesome show called Saturday Nightmares. Yes. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yep, I was still up for that. Yeah. So that's where I first saw Slugs. That's where I first saw um, a lot of different... Oh, Rabid. That's where I first saw Rabid, Slugs, a lot of different horror films on Saturday Nightmares. So it was... It was just basically childhood stuff, and it, it just never really scared me necessarily. My brother was really into special effects and worshipped Tom Savini. And so, right, really so he would show he would show me how certain special effects were done, like how throats were slit, how chainsaws went through legs, and all of these different things. So, like, he showed that to me so that I would never be scared of horror and the real stuff that scares me is always very like disturbing you know shit that could happen kind of thing um hence why i'm not like a big saw fan you know (laughs) because like the idea that someone like forces someone to do something right or um you know home invasions like shit like that that's the shit that scares me but you know just good old-fashioned fun you know gore horror craziness type stuff is uh is great and i'm Obviously, I'm very partial to the 80s and very partial to 70s stuff. And, you know, that's pretty much where I started. And then I got into Italian horror later on in life and really loved that. And, yeah, I mean, horror is probably my favorite genre. Truthfully, it is. Yeah, no, horror is is my go-to genre. And then, you know, it's like the psychological thriller is underneath that. Yeah, like... For me to get down to just comedy, because I could do dark comedy or black comedy or a horror comedy, but just like, hey, you want to watch like Billy Madison? And I'm usually like, fuck no. No, no. Like I saw it when it came out. Did I laugh? Yes. 
do I want to watch it now that I'm 44? No, like, I get it. I get it. No, because most of us have dated Billy Madison. Yeah, dated him, tried to fix him, except he wasn't rich. Right. It was like it was like Billy Madison, but like like he goes back to school, but he doesn't have the money. Right. Yeah. No, which makes it a lot harder and uh, way less charming. Right. FYI. Right. Clearly bringing the good dick because he's not bringing the money. Yeah. No. Yeah. And well, every woman knows that. Like, yeah, that's true. Best dick comes yeah. from the guy without the job. The house, the money. Prison. Yeah, the, yeah. He's got definitely a DOC number. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe maybe the thing on his ankle. You know, like, yeah. That's that's where your good dick's coming from. That's where the that's, good dick comes yeah, from. For sure. Yeah, heard it here first. All yeah. right. So I'm not sure who put this in here, but Hillary, will you marry me? Oh. Uh, you have news, right? I, well, I'm sadly... <laughs> My old man did ask me to marry him. However, he does come with three children. Now, I kind of just need to know what your health insurance situation looks like. Because I'm not above selling out for really my own self-interest. So, maybe. Can we put a maybe on it and right. just... Maybe. You let me know. Do you have like a Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO? Because, oh, all right. Hey, sure. Dad. Could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> really could go either way. Yeah. It's up in the air right now. Yeah, I hope anybody <laughs> wasn't expecting a like real spiritual answer for me. No. No. I belong to someone else. Yeah, I am a slut for good health insurance. <laughs> Wild. That's the tagline for this episode. <laughs> I am a slut for good health insurance. <laughs> I don't need a referral. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, next question. Um, what is your, I feel like, I believe anyway, that like your favorite horror genre is the slasher. The, you know, five teenagers are doing something and somebody comes them off, pick them off one by one. So then underneath that what is your next then favorite horror genre that when it comes up on tubi and it goes it is this i'm watching it giallo what oh absolutely i love watching this is yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna prepare to get canceled aaron um okay i love watching women get menaced by a guy or girl because sometimes it sometimes the heart, Italian genre does actually have female um antagonists which is great but truly I absolutely love Italian horror films and they're my new favorite and uh, under uh, under slasher of course uh but just the woman being menaced and or stalked by a man or woman in black gloves, a black outfit, usually with a straight razor of some kind. Um, sometimes they're nude, you know? I mean, it's just, I love that whole stock and slash with like the Italian architecture thrown in for good measure. So it looks like art, but it's not really. Um, because really, if you strip it down and it's, if you were stripped away the European niche of this whole, you know, genre, it would basically be like snuff porn. Wow. That you, I love that you're just always no. It's not, let me think about it for a second. No, I know who I am and I want to see women getting impaled. 
I do. It's yeah. really fucked up, man. Yeah. I'll just bring that up with my therapist this yeah. week. Yeah, that, that might be that might be something to look at. Yeah. You know, just absolutely. Yeah, something to look at. Okay, so what is your favorite? What, honestly, what is your favorite horror genre? And then what is your second favorite horror genre? Um, I do love I do love a good slasher. You know, the from where it started with you know the Halloween and Nightmare on Elm. You like I don't care who is slashing. I don't care if they have the black gloves or what. Like it does not matter to me where they are if they're in camp or whatever i want to see very unique ways for people to just be picked off one by one by one by one and and i want to see something new you know like when it's gory and bloody love that doesn't need to be but yeah i want to see something that i haven't seen ten thousand more times and it could just be one of those kills and i will celebrate that then my next favorite that I am always going to watch. I need a good exorcism possession. Oh, I love it. Yeah, de- devil, devil worship, de- devil possession. Yeah, yeah. devils, yeah. demons. Yeah, I am still chasing that high from Exorcist. Yeah, like it is still. I that when I saw that movie, I scared the shit out of me, and then you know the director's cut came out and the backwards walking down the stairs i know and what's funny fact is that hillary and i actually saw this in a re-release in the theater and let me tell you seeing the exorcist in the theater is fucking terrifying yeah and blew me away and i still i do i i chase that high and there are some like i loved a haunting in connecticut i did i loved it i thought Dexter's sister again. I don't know anybody's name. Everybody's a finger snap person. The fuck is her name? I don't know. No. Yep. But she blew me away in that movie. So if it comes out, it's just like so and so got possessed. Yep. I'm. I am watching it. And there are so many like not great ones, but I, yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch that. And then the next one is like. No, we we're going to edit that out. We're going to stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, next question. How come the show is not on YouTube? Well, so I know that I can do a YouTube show, which is just audio, which is just us. However, I will say this. YouTube is very picky about using any form of music in an episode and we'll flag it and take it down almost immediately. So Hillary and I kind of like being a small fish in a big pond in that we like being under the radar in a lot of ways. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon music and we just got on iTunes. Thanks to Ron. Ron got us on iTunes. So thank God. Right. Thanks Ron uh, for getting us on iTunes. And so we do, there are lots of ways to listen, uh, to the show and, and a lot of other like kind of more, on the obscure podcast websites and things like that. Uh, speaking of websites, actually Hillary is working on getting uh, and creating a website for the show that will have our bio information, um, uh, you know, t-shirts, merchandise, things like that. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, yeah, I was working on it and then a storm came through Florida and uh ate it so we get to rebuild that and it's not a big deal because i i really did enjoy making it and you know i'm going i didn't like the cars in the background like once you really brought them out and i because it was supposed to be like a 
drive in like a drive-in b-class you know kind of horror thing and yeah the cars looked a little too kitschy and i couldn't change they were just like this this is the drive-in these are the cars that you cars you get and i was like i can't have like older cars or even newer cars or just any other cars and it was just like no it's just gonna look like a dilbert cartoon it totally looked like a dilbert cartoon oh my god (laughs) i was trying to figure out i was like why do those cars look so weird and boxy yeah and i was just like yeah so the storm came through and ate it and i was like rightfully so because i probably would have just hit publish yeah. not loving right. it i'm just like, like I fuck so it hard on it yeah. you know like it i'm not doing this again right. publish it and then not love it and be like man i really don't like it yeah so thank you storm for eating it and- awesome it's, sometimes it's best to just check it and start over yeah no you know yeah. so yeah okay done. that's what was done <laughs> all right your next question um i wanted to know what's your deserted island movie I feel like you can bring like five, but what's at least right. like one? Yeah, it's one not like two. yeah. Um, Does it matter the genre? No, you can bring anything you want. Okay, I, I would Gone bring no. Well, fuck no. God, what is that like five hours or something? I, I mean, it would take you a while. It's a very watch. long movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are. It's an no, um, I would bring. I think first and foremost, honestly, I would bring Amadeus. Uh, because I absolutely love it, and it is probably my favorite movie of all time. And it's the movie that got me into becoming an opera singer, so I have that to blame. Um, and then Boogie Nights would be in there, but Boogie Nights gets real dark. Yeah, no, Boogie Nights is not a happy-go-lucky film. It, like, no, it's really not. Um, and then I think probably Best in Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, lighten it up. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, if I was on a deserted island. But then I think because I'm on a deserted island, I would probably want a horror film, and I would probably want a horror film that I can watch over and over again and not get sick of. So it would be the Dawn of the Dead 2006 remake. Oh, very specific. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Same question. Uh, Harold and Maude for sure. Oh, yes. I mean, that's hands down the... I think the best love story. And and spoiler alert, we will be doing Harold and Maude in season two. That's actually one of our picks for season two because the show has kind of evolved from just being, you know, schlock films to <laughs> to uh, to to movies. Just movies in general, movies that movies that we're passionate about, movies that other people are passionate about. Because one of the things that I sort of work to cultivate with this podcast was making it like the Ted Lasso of podcasts. It was something that was going to find the joy in things that a lot of people don't find joy in, like Jaws 3 or Grease 2. Uh, and it was supposed to be a place to celebrate, you know, and it doesn't really matter what genre of film it is. It's just we're celebrating the movie. So they were almost going to be my dream podcast, but, you know, without Harold and Maud, I was like, can't imagine anybody else is really going to be on it, but uh, Bud Court forever. Um, so yeah, definitely Harold and Maude. I would also bring Natural Born Killers, mm-hmm. Mickey and Mallory forever. I like just there's so many. I love that movie for everything that it is and fucking brilliant. Uh, I would definitely bring the original Halloween for sure, and. All right, don't make fun of me. 
No, because I feel I <laughs> no no because I'm gonna I'm gonna get super inappropriate in a minute. So I want I I definitely want to hear what you're gonna say because I'm gonna say something afterwards that's gonna probably blow what you say out of the water. So okay. in in a but in a really inappropriate, you know, people are gonna be shutting shit off kind of way. Okay, uh, I'm gonna bring first blood. Rambo, first blood. Oh, Rambo. Okay. No, yeah. that's fabulous. Yeah. No, I wouldn't make fun of you for that. Okay. Jesus. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was the first movie I watched with my dad. And, you know, like, my dad's also gone. And he yeah. was the, you know, woke up, let out the sun. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I would yeah. definitely. And plus, I feel like I could learn some survival tips for the deserted island. Genius. Okay. Brilliant. So, my completely inappropriate answer to that question is going to be I would probably also bring a 70s porn. Yeah. Uh, because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know, I would probably bring Marilyn Chambers Insatiable. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you do need something to do while you're there. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I, I like that answer. That's not inappropriate at all. That's actually better than Rambo. <laughs> Okay, next question. Are there movies you refuse to do on the show? Um, yes. Yes, absolutely. I I mean, I think the top five, at least let me, let me give you my top five of movies we will never do on the show. Um, Serbian film? Yep, no, that's, yeah, never gonna fucking talk about it. Happiness? I could do happiness. As as twisted and as fucked up as that movie I is. I not do But happiness. if you brought, if, if it got like brought to this... Yeah, I could do happiness. Ooh, it buddy. doesn't make my list. Buddy. Okay, so so happiness, Serbian film, those would be those two. Uh Megan is missing. Megan is missing, can't can't do I could celebrate it for how fucking traumatizing it was for me. Like it Yeah, that movie rocked me. I was up for a while, like pacing the floor. Uh Girl Next Door. Will not do Girl Next Door. And fifth would be you know what? I don't I don't even know if I can come up with a fifth. Oh, I guess Sallow. Oh, no, no. You know what? No. Um, fucking Human Centipede because I don't want to. I don't want anybody pooping in anyone's mouth. Oh, see, no, I could do Human Centipede. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because the first one I don't really think is that bad. But I've I, heard. But I have heard that the second one apparently the is. The second like, one is something else. But the first one, you don't really see anything. It really all happens in your brain. And I can appreciate that. In a movie. Okay. I, I can stand by the first human centipede. And then once it was like a thing, people were just like, how can we make this so much worse? Because the, you know, making a centipede mm -hmm. of people was already like traumatic enough. So really, how can we make that worse? And they do. But I also would not do uh, I Spit on Your Grave. Now that's interesting because I don't... I. I don't know if I would do it as a as a scene by scene episode, but I think I would do it as part of like a series of revenge films in that we would like talk about the revenge element of it. Almost like if you cut out the first 45 minutes of this movie because 20 minutes of our rape scene. Yeah, I, like I I watched it in college and it was like me and like in a house with dudes just because that's. And my reaction was not their reaction. And it just, it, uh -oh. yeah, I, you know, I mean, nothing happened, but it would like, it just, it makes my brain not good. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree with you on that. 
total respect total respect for you and and that yeah. absolutely okay any more any other ones you wouldn't do um those are the ones that like really cross my mind yeah, yeah we we try to stay away from anything rapey or child molesty or in the child molesty rapey incest world although i really love um flowers in the attic but I love Flowers in the Attic because apparently it just eliminates almost all of the incest that was in the book and just keeps it completely cheesy, over-the-top, ridiculous, scenery-chewing, all of the things I love. So, And, like, I could do Last House on the Left. Now, that's interesting. Yeah, like, I mean, while it was, you know, wild and very inappropriate, you know, if you've seen it, uh, I found like that I have a lot of love for that movie and how how disturbed it make me and I don't really I don't know if it was just the area that I watched I spit on your grave to like last house on the left or if it was the fact that the parents got the revenge and it's just like my dad would have fucking rocked somebody if they did a quarter of the things that were done to that girl all right, so now that we've brought the room down, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, so I know that we are all about, you know, our celebratory, but since we're already now like brought down, uh, <laughs> I and I maybe we did just kind of answer this, but like, what's your least favorite horror genre? Oh, that's easy. Um, that would be the paranormal activity slash, um. Well, I guess conjuring would be one of the okay. that kind of thing. Like I, I don't really like that, and I don't necessarily like. I, I believe the expression is elevated horror, uh, which is just horror that kind of, you know, makes you need to go have therapy. Um, so like hereditary, um, that kind of stuff. But like, but what's funny is like I love Midsummer or Midsommar. Uh, I mean, I I love that, but I think I love that because it's about a fucking piece of shit boyfriend who gets his and a woman who reclaims her you know who who reclaims her power like i love that part of it but yeah hereditary it's like yeah dude i know my family's fucked up i don't need to see it in like vivid detail okay yeah no that's an answer but what's yours <laughs> i really should have asked me first so you could have been smart about it i hate creature features Okay, so, like, monsters. Yeah, I'm not, I don't care, like, Jaws blew my mind, okay, for sure. But, like, King Kong, I don't care. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. The piranhas, nope. Yep, okay. I, I, okay. uh, alligators, right. uh, Sharknado, like, and even though Sharknado has its own thing, I don't. It's not that good. It's, it's really not that good. I'm not interested. Yeah. I don't. I really don't want to. So if somebody were to like request us to do one of the creature feature kind of things, it would it would be difficult for me to find all the things that I love about it. I would do it because it is somebody's art and it's, you know, not let's rape women for an hour and call it art. Uh, Girl next door. Oh, I can't. Uh, way to bring the room down again, Aaron. We're trying to bring it back up now. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I could do those, uh, but it wouldn't be my, I'm so excited right. to do this movie. Okay. Okay. All right. That's a great point. So you mentioned monsters, right? Does, so, so does that immediately include animal attack movies? Um, 
No, because like I like Cujo. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just the ones in the water. Because really, almost everything. Right. That I you need. just said you just said piranha, yeah. Sharknado, alligator. Those are all Aqua movies. Yeah. Maybe it's something in the water because I did love Cujo for sure. Uh, you know, Monkey Shines, which I do. Think oh, is a fuck movie. yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm really gonna have to actually. Say, I don't know say, now. Aqua horror yeah. is is Hillary's least favorite genre. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very specific <laughs> niche. <laughs> No Aqua Horror or Deep Star Six for Hillary. Yeah, no, apparently that's it. <laughs> Fuck your Leviathan. <laughs> okay. Uh, apparently you're supposed to read this aloud. Okay. How many Sharpies can you put in your butt? Jesus Christ, Pablo. <laughs> yeah, I, we're not going to answer that. I mean, I don't even know how many. I, I don't. It's fucking. One. I know. I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. Once we get a Patreon, that will be a tier that you can buy. Yeah. Sharpies in the butt, tier five. Yeah. That's that's $100 a month. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's $100 a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be a Patreon of horror movies and all of that. And in OnlyFans at $100 a month. Absolutely. So. Oh, man. Okay. Your money, marry me, guy. What's your next uh, next question? Um, So I you already answered it, but it was like the... What is your movie that everybody seems to love, but it's not you? And you just brought up like Hereditary, The Conjuring, you know, like, yeah. So you can- yeah. Yeah. I would say um, Hereditary, The Conjuring. I, I'm not a big, and I know this is going to be like, oh, hot take, Aaron, you know, but I'm not really a big Terrifier fan. Like okay. to me, I can, I can absolutely respect, you know, like we said, respect the art, respect the process, all of that kind of stuff. But like, it's just not really my thing, man. I mean, also, clowns are really not my thing either. Clowns okay. are just kind of like, meh. They don't really, they're not scary to me, but they don't really do it for me either. I feel like Gacy just kind of ruined clowns for me, but in like a totally different way. So I see clowns, I think child molestation. Uh, and so that's, so obviously that's a little like weird, but I would say a lot of horror films that have come out in the past, uh, Maybe like five years. I've just been kind of, I've seen them, but they, they haven't really made me feel or think and in a certain way. Like I, I, I feel like there's certain things that are just scarier than others. I don't know. I like, I mean, like we mentioned The Exorcist and The Exorcist to me is always such a moving and disturbing you know, exercise. Uh, but I also feel like that movie changes shape with every 10 years of my age. Okay. Well, that's a good, well thought out answer. Yeah. I dig that. Um, okay. Next question. Is Ron coming back? Yes. I think we kind of touched on this a little bit. Ron is going to be coming back for a couple different episodes. He's, uh, specifically, um, something wicked this way comes. He wanted to come on and do, and uh ron's taken more of like i said produce producerial (laughs) um he's he's much more of our producer and uh really good at editing a lot of our episodes and coming up with things and he's still a a huge part of the manic movie monday family he's kind of the man behind the curtain you know, like Aaron and I come on and we get to just be chaotic and who we are. And then Ron just tries to reel that in a little. Ron, Ron literally is the Buckingham to our Stevie Nicks. 
is yeah because stevie nicks would write all of this poetry right and and it was all like woohoo chaotic and fucked up and witches and shit and then uh lindsey buckingham would come along and be like okay let's make this into coherent song lyrics and make a song out of it and so yes he is the buckingham to our nicks oh the best answer ever i i got nothing killed it (laughs) all right next question all right, and then this was the uh, this was the last one that I had was uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Like the movie you don't tell people you love, but you do secretly love. That if it is on, you might be late for work. Okay, I'm just gonna I- I'm gonna say this. This movie is never on cable anymore. But growing up, this film was on cable all the time. And even myself is a little like, I don't know if I'm gonna admit this one in a in a in a public place. Uh, and that would be 1983's The Pirate Movie, which is a musical featuring Christy McNichol and Christopher Atkins from the Blue Lagoon. Wow. I've never even seen that. Like, I can't, like, I can't throw shade or say anything funny. I mean, I know who Chrissy McNichol is, which is impressive being that everyone is a finger snap person. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I have no idea what that, I'm going to have to find it. I'm sure, is it on Tubi? It's gotta be. Oh, it's totally, no, it's not on Tubi, but it's absolutely on YouTube. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to watch that and be able to make I, fun of you. Later. I may or may not have the soundtrack in my car. Why? You're so. I just love that you are who you are. That's the best part. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So I think was, yeah, this is our last question. Uh, one of our last questions. Do you all have a Patreon? Uh, you can look forward to that in the future, especially for the tier of butt Sharpies. That's right. Butt yeah. Sharpies is going to have a tier. So yes, look forward to that. We're, we're thinking of um, ideas for Patreon. We're probably going to put out like, a couple of questions to our fans. Like, what would you like to see on our Patreon? The things that I can think of would be a director commentary, uh, like a, like a, a director. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we run talking right. over us. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. this is the bullshit that I have to deal with when I edit these two nut jobs. No, uh, would be a film commentary. So like Hillary and I watch a movie and then you can, you can cue up our commentary with the film that you're watching. Okay. Like a, Oh, mystery science theater. Three. Yes. Very much like a MST three K. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I wanted to get like, you know, for a tier just to have an episode and then the, this way other people can vote on stuff was a like super secret uh you know things that aren't on like the spotify of the more more common movies Mm. that i still love but you know we definitely are you know we we have our thing Mm -hmm. and then over here we can have like a different thing yeah i totally understand that all right is the (laughs) that's good the thing with the thing And the stuff. Okay. Um, last question. Is the theme song coming back? Where did it come from? Okay. So the theme, our theme song for the show is the masochism tango, um, by Tom Lair. And this is a song that came out in the 1950s, I believe. And the way that we got this song was that it was part of Dr. Paul Bear's show back in the day, he would play that and he would play a song called Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. 
and I knew I could not use poisoning pigeons in the park just because PETA would come after me. So I was like, what? I wonder if this song is public domain. And this is back when I was trying to come up with concepts for the show. And I go online and I find out that Tom Lair in his 80s decided to make all of his music public domain so that future generations could enjoy it and use it and do whatever they wanted to do creatively with it. And that's why it is the theme song. And yes, the theme song is coming back in season two. Oh, my God. That's so good job, Tom. Way to be thinking of people. Fantastic. I think it's so beautiful. Just the fact that he was like, I'm going to release my entire catalog to the future and you guys can do whatever you want with it. I think it's so fucking fabulous, man. All right. It is shout out time. So we're going to shout out some, some podcasts that actually have helped us on our podcasting journey. These don't have podcasts on them. Okay. I got to give a shout out to uh, PJ. Oh, yes. Oh, fans. Okay. Fan shout outs, right? Okay. So, oh my God. So many, right? So obviously Capers and PJ for like, that's, that's my baby. And he is a huge influence for me of movies that I have forgotten that I loved and, you know, like, I'm a total fucking burnout, man. So I forget things. And all of a sudden, I will just see him being like, this is what I'm going to watch before work. And it's just, Aaron, put it on the list. I forgot that I love this movie. So huge, much love out to PJ and him and his. See, yes. Let's see. PJ Capers has been so great. Um... Oh, God. Dean from Bring Back Rock has been fantastic. He listens to all of our episodes and then lets me know. Um, David has David. been great. David. Oh, David. David always. He always posts stuff. And David was really cool in going on Letterboxd yeah. and giving us a Letterboxd page. Yeah. No, that blew. When you sent it to me, I was like, who is, like, who is doing? See, this is what happens for me. Like, you have, you know, all, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I'm literally just the chaos. And you will send me something of just, like, look what one of our fans did. And then I get all emotional. Because I go, what do you mean we have fans? Like, the fact that other people listen to this chaos just blows my mind. But then people, like, love and support this. And then actually, like, created that letterbox page of all the episodes that we've done where you can find these movies i like yeah. ser- like honestly like had tears in my eyes blew me away just totally just totally amazing um phil from camp good boy who's come on and done um he did the stepfather with me and he did um <clears throat> madman and he's he's been really instrumental and in just you know, helping me get the podcast off the ground and getting a lot of like word out on it. And let's see. Okay. So here's some podcasts that have been really supportive of us. So we're very supportive of them. Oh yes. Horror weekly with George, which is a, which is actually a Facebook page full of horror fans. And you post on there too. I do. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? You actually do post on that. That's great. Okay, but yes, George. I literally do what Facebook tells me. When Facebook's like, hey, you should join here. I'm like, yeah, I should. Okay. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mindless. 
so George has been really great. Like I had him on for the Angel Heart episode, which is upcoming. And he was just, he was like, I love the fact that you guys can talk about reform school girls and then turn around and talk about house Two, the second story and then turn around and talk about, you know, all of these different movies and stuff. And he, he was just very complimentary in the episode. I got like a little teary eyed when he was, cause I was like, Oh my God, you're so sweet. Like it was really, really sweet to hear him say that. Um, okay. $2 late fee and podcasting after dark. So that would be Zach, Corey and Dustin, um, respectively that those two podcasts were instrumental in making me want to do a podcast because there were podcasts that actually celebrated movies. They were nice. They weren't, they weren't dicky or douchey at all. They fact checked their shit, which was really important. And outside of their podcast has been so helpful with us getting, you know, the right equipment and the right exposure. And not to mention, they mention us on their podcast all the time. Oh my God. They, I do listen to the podcasting after dark and yeah, no, there's a lot of like really well thought out statements and very eloquent. And I was just like, we're like friends with, you know, I live like vicariously through you. So when you were just like, yeah, no, these are friends of ours. And I was just like, oh my God, they're, they're like really smart though. Oh yeah. No, like, like Hillary and I come on here. We watch the movie. Maybe I will watch it twice. Hillary will watch it once. We'll come on here and basically like fly by the seat of our pants as far as doing a, a like a shot by shot or a scene by scene. Um, but Corey and Zach, when they do podcasting after dark, they fucking go minute by minute and moment to moment. As far as the movie is concerned, it takes them an obscene amount of time to not only record, but also edit these episodes. So yeah, dude, they're, they're in like a totally different league. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I listened to them and I'm just like, how did they? And then, but then I have to go and like find the thing that they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh man, all right, let's get Tubi back out again and pause it at minute 38 and 17 seconds. And But, but they've been so supportive and they're great friends and they're like brothers to me. So, uh, thank you guys so much for what you do. Uh, talking back, our Canadian boys who have been nice enough to answer all questions about Canada. Oh yeah. I do remember that. Hey, I, now I remember them. So shout out. Shout out to Talking Back, uh, especially because they did answer our questions about Rabid, which was, um, yes, they do have porn shops in Canada. Yes, there are serial killers in Canada. I don't know what a Jack Shack is, but I don't. They might have those in Canada. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The Jack Shack. Oh, my God. Um, Uh, Just so you know, Talking Back, a Jack Shack for Talking Back is where you would go see a movie and masturbate yourself. That is that is that is a jack shack, and we are we we have a lot of those in Florida, and New Jersey and Philly and New York, lots of places. Um, So Cult Lords is another one is a YouTube show which is a YouTube reaction show for trailers, and they are really hilarious. They have a great theme song, and they've been really helpful with us. They do they do they have given us a couple different shout outs. Um, and they listen to our episodes, which I love. So yes, absolutely. If you're looking for a really funny reaction trailer show, Cult Lords is the way to go. And they're on YouTube. Um, 
I mentioned my buddy Dean from Bring Back, Bring Back Rock, and he is absolutely one of my best friends. And he was the one who came on and did the Bikini Car Wash Company episodes with me. Uh, and oddly enough, did not make it creepy. Good for him. Yeah, that's an outstanding feat in and of it by itself. I feel like we have done the back and forth on a social media where he was actually yeah. really charming and endearing and and not at all creepy for a married guy yeah just all around came across as a good human yeah as what social media will tell you so um our next podcast is gutted horror podcast which is elise and tony my favorite couple in horror and they come on and do they do their different favorite horror films they talk about them they talk about the emotions they bring up their background with the movies they've come on and done um hello mary lou prom night two and they recently did club dread which will be out at some point guys i'm really sorry i've got about seven episodes in the chamber that i have not edited yet but my old man's dying for that by the way club dread he is pacing waiting for that but it is they are really really great and they've been great enough to not only give us shout outs but they did a contest kind of thing where and i'm pulling this up now where they decided that let's see okay so hi aaron this is from gutted hi aaron recently watched gravy loved it so quirky kind of sad awesome soundtrack We want to promote our friends and their podcasts on our 15-minute-ish trailer reviews we've been doing. And we want to know which of your recently reviewed movies that we have not seen that you recommend we do a trailer review of. And she, they gave us Slaughter High, Lisa, Nothing Underneath, Devil in the Flesh. And I gave them Slaughter High. And it says, we'll talk about your podcast a little bit in the beginning and the end of our episode. And also let the audience know where they can find you. So they were really, really awesome with that. And um, I do think Slaughter High is one of our best. That is one of our best episodes. Absolutely. Um, And then we got. Oh, so there is a Miami Vice podcast that does like episode to episode. And it's hosted by these two guys from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it's phenomenal. And they managed to get a fucking episode of Miami Vice done in, in like a 45 minute episode, which is bananas along with like factoids and stuff like that. They were nice enough to give us a shout out on their last episode. And they've always been really cool getting in touch, excited about doing like listening to Jaws three or listening to these different episodes. They listen to the Porky's episode and they've been really, really supportive. So we love you vice of Miami. Um, Deep Cuts of Horror, they're on a hiatus right now, but Dylan from Deep Cuts was really cool because they taught me how to do hashtags. On, on Instagram. The because, pound sign. Yeah, the pound <laughs> sign. The pound sign for anyone over the age of 40. Because um, we, I didn't know that when you post, you know, a show or you post something that you're trying to advertise that it behooves you to post, you know, horror film, slasher film, names of actors and all that kind of stuff. So when it comes to advertising, Deep Cuts of Horror has been really helpful Uh, The New World Pictures podcast was nice enough to have me on to do Reform School Girls, which was really an honor. New World Film, New World Pictures podcast basically does the entire New World catalog. Which is mind-blowing. Huge. So much. Huge. And Mark, Erica, and Ryan have been so helpful and so wonderful with just being supportive of the podcast in general. So, 
yeah thanks guys thank you so much um oh god yes the look good for the boys podcast that would be philip and andy and they get their name from night of the demons linnea quigley's character suzanne says i just want to look good for the boys and so they named their podcast after it and it's a great because it's a queer positive podcast uh, they explore lots of different films. They have, you know, a multitude of opinions, which is so much fun to listen to. And they're just a really great time in general. And they've been super supportive of us also. Um, same thing. Shout outs, guests, the whole nine. Um, some honorable mention podcasts. Spooky's podcast, which is Michael and Stephanie Little, is a true crime podcast. They're on Twitter and Instagram. Really good stuff. Really interesting. Uh, Dead and Lovely with Ben and Steve is a great review show and Spoils of Horror with Leo and Steve again, but different Steve. Uh, Steve <laughs> is, be getting around. Steve, Steve be getting around. Sorry. <laughs> different, different Steve um, is, is a really interesting podcast. We're just guys talking about horror. So it's not necessarily them reviewing anything. And then um, most recent, most recently our buddies at, um, Give me back my horror. Give me back my action have been really cool. And they're actually going to do um, they're going to post one of our promos, you know, when we record a promo. Yeah, no, I will look into making a promo, but <laughs> maybe maybe a snippet from this. Right. Oh. Right. We could just take snippets from this and yeah. put it in the promo. Totally um, all right, so rounding out this episode, we're going to do some of our reviews online because we don't ever get reviews, so this is interesting. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> our buddy Robert Ortiz, who we love, uh, who actually wrote a really great book called, um, what is it? Good Guys Write Bad Poetry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he writes, uh, finally, a podcast that makes you look forward to Mondays. Finally, you can look forward to Mondays and have a smile on your face while you drive to your job. And then Kristen said, if you love cult movies, this podcast is for you. Uh, Aaron is fantastic host with wealth of knowledge on every movie she covers. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) Absolute fact. Okay. And then someone named Anthony said, love this podcast. Absolutely love listening to Manic Movie Monday. As a fan of all things horror and weird, MMM immediately hooked us by reviewing some lesser known gems such as Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Slaughter High, and Gravy. The host, Erin, has such a knowledge and passion for the movies she reviews, which in turn makes me appreciate some quirkier aspects of these B-movies that I might have overlooked before. She has rotating guests on the show, which offers some fun, fresh takes. We never miss the episodes. Hang on damn phone uh but we never miss the episodes reviewed by both aaron and hillary they have such an awesome rapport and never fail to have us chuckling as they question some of the absurdities that often crop up in our favorite genre if you're looking for an informative and funny horror cult b-movie podcast we highly recommend this one five stars oh thank you anthony um and i think think that is it so yeah coming up in season two we have got well hold on we have got now i gotta find my list there it is okay we have got chopping mall which is coming soon alice sweet alice friday the 13th part five that would be the one without jason extra deep fear harold and maude otis gates of hell the Brood, 
Climax, Black Sheep, and Shakma. So it's going to be a wild season two. And thank you guys for letting us do this. Thank you guys for, you know, appreciating our chaos. Yeah, no, this, it blows me away that people listen to this and support this. And I am super grateful that you started this and asked me to be a part of it. Because I would have never one started this two figured out how to navigate this podcasting world three done all the heavy lifting and i really appreciate you just letting me like come on and just being who i am and thank you for having me and thank you to everybody that's like listening and loving we love you guys stay manic